0: It has to be first said, I'm grateful for what I have so that what I want can build on what I have. Kindness is wanting to do it because it feels good to make someone else feel good. I'll be what I am in disguise as a motivational speaker, but really what I am is a disruptor.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the podcast in partnership with Najahi Events. Just, just a few days ago, I spent the whole of this episode you're about to listen to crying. And I don't mean just a little bit of tears. I mean sobbing almost uncontrollably with a lady who touched and moved me in a way that only one other lady ever has. And that was my beautiful and wonderful grandmother. Now, during the episode, you're going to see both myself and my guest literally crying into each other's hands as we're discussing gratitude and kindness and the pain that we've both experienced along the way, trying to find out who we are and really what we want to be. This lady needs no introduction. She's the star of the movie The Secret a motivational speaker, an inspirational leader, and a bloody rock star. I can't wait to share this episode with you. The amazing Lisa Nichols. And lastly, thank you to Najahi Events, who have been sponsoring us now on the podcast for over a year. Najahi bring motivational speakers to the region to help inspire, educate, and motivate you to achieve better success and live a better life. Okay, so since I last saw you, which was four years ago, raise the roll. Four years, yeah. So Lisa Nichols is in the house, okay, and the first time in four years since I've seen you. So I need to give you an update. please. I launched this podcast four years ago after I met you. Really? And it's now the biggest English-speaking podcast in this part of the world.
0: Ah, come on, mate!
1: <laughs> and back then when I had start, was planning to start the come podcast, on. I didn't have the courage to yeah. ask you, even though we were backstage a bit, uh, asked you if you'd be a guest on my show. Mm. However, okay?
0: Since then. Since then, we things have happened, all- and yeah. now we are, and you're back here in town, and luckily... On yeah, your podcast. It is the very first thing I'm doing here in Dubai. Like I haven't done anything else publicly yet. This is the launch. You Okay, so I'm going to tell you what
1: I understand about you from my experience sure. with you, okay? Um I I would say an orator, an incredible storyteller. Mm-hmm. You as you told stories on stage, you moved me, mm-hmm. but you didn't just move me emotionally. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you moved me to action. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. And it's like it was like no, I'm going to get up and do this, or I'm going to get up and do that because of the stories you mm-hmm. told me. And it, and you made me feel like I was the only person mm-hmm. in that audience mm-hmm. while you were talking. Now, is that is that just because you are who you are, or is that some, you know, craft that you've beaten on for years? Mm-hmm. Please tell me it's the first.
0: Um, it is. It's very real. It's not a shtick. I don't perform. I don't come to talk to 6,000 people. I'm not interested. I'm interested in talking to one person, maybe in 6,000 seats. So what you felt was us connecting. I wake up each morning and ask God, make my soul available to him. Make my spirit available to her so that the divine in me can meet the divine in you. And that's what you feel. Um. You, We can call it a business or a craft, but I think it's something so much bigger than that. And I think the biggest credit I get is my credit of obedience to allow my gift and my certainty to, um, to touch my intention. And four years ago, you had intention in your belly. And I believe that we have divine appointments. And a part of your divine appointment and my divine appointment was for my spirit to touch your spirit to help you birth. What was still in you? It was already there. I did. I didn't plant the seed. You planted the seed. The divine planted the seed, and I simply came to be a part of the journey and the midwife to help give birth to it. And you had to have the seed and be willing. And I think it's a dance. And I don't have it with everyone I meet. I don't have it everywhere I go. Um, I'm. I, I, I'm not this um, guru or master. I'm a woman. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter. I'm a new wife. And inside of that, I'm obedient to use my gifts to help touch your gifts. And you said that feeling that you felt, I come not to motivate you, actually. People call me a motivational speaker. I go, oh, okay, that's what you (laughs) want to call me. You know, I'll be that. I'll be what I am in disguise as a motivational speaker. But really what I am is a disruptor. And I come to disrupt any form of mediocrity in you in a beautiful, loving way when I come willing to make you mildly to moderately to significantly uncomfortable in my presence.
1: Okay, you just said something quite important for me then. The element of mediocrity that exists mm-hmm. in so many people, you, you said you come to change that in a kind and loving way. That's something that most people can't do. Mm-hmm. That is, for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. the gift. Mm-hmm. Because it's usually... You know, the carrot, the stick, mm-hmm. you know, the mm-hmm. beat the ass to get it done mm-hmm. type of thing mm-hmm. and to put you in a place where you feel maybe fear or, or you're mm-hmm. on the bones of your ass, but you do it with love and encouragement. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel like somebody who was the most wonderful person ever to exist in my life, okay? And it was my grandmother, mm-hmm. who whenever she touched me, mm-hmm. without saying a word, mm-hmm. she moved me. Mm-hmm. Now, my grandmother was a... um uh my, grand- my grandfather was a preacher. My grandmother and my grandfather, what's the word when they worked? They worked as doctors for the church in, in uh, Nigeria. Ministry? No, no, or- missionaries. missionaries. So my, my grandparents are missionaries in 1945 in the sec- after the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was a devout Christian mm-hmm. and she would touch my hand. we will just do it with you. so please. Mm-hmm. She would touch my hand like this. And everything in my world mm-hmm. was no longer a problem. Just with that. as you looked mm-hmm. at me. And I would say sometimes, you know, I'd bang my finger. Oh, 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 God, that hurt! And she's like, darling, don't take the Lord's name in vain. In a really calm way. Mm-hmm. I do not know people that do that, mm-hmm. okay, apart from you and her. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for the, you, the, 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 the I, it, thank you for being in such great presence.
1: You made me reconsider religion.
0: Mm-hmm. And I never talk about religion.
1: But you made me reconsider religion. You made me question why I questioned Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my lack of faith. You do that. Mm -hmm. Now, whether you do that uh, with intention or whether Mm -hmm. you do that with your presence, Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. for that.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you for that acknowledgement to be in the same sphere as your grandma. Uh, That you'd love her. Yeah, I can feel her. I felt her when you touched me. She was right there in that touch. Um, I am... I am a spiritual being having a human experience. And my body bag happens to be a black woman. But the divine in me and the divine in you and the divine in every person in this room has so much similarity, so many similarities. And I honor our differences because that's what makes it fun. Like I can teach you soul food, right? And I couldn't teach you soul food if we were both a white male. I could teach you soul food because of my cultural experience. But the divine in me, the God in me and the God in you, they dance at the same vibration. They dance, we want love, we wanna be loved, we wanna live the best version of ourselves, we wanna leave something greater than it was before we found it. We want our life to be not just about the, the, the finite time that we're here, but the infinite possibility of what we can create while we're here. We are both products of what Dr. King has done and Nelson Mandela and Mahatma Gandhi and Mother Teresa we are the beneficiaries of their work and their being and their existing and grandmas, your grandma, my grandma, and we want that. And while that has no color and it has no religion, we as humans want to put things in packages. We have to put things in packages. It makes us comfortable. Like that's black and that's white and that's American and that's, you know, we have to put it in packages. And who I've accepted myself to being is I am unpackageable. (laughs) I am freaking unpackageable. And the more you try to put me in a package, the more I just disrupt everything because I'm feisty. I love some Bruno Mars and I love, you know, some Tupac back in the day. And I am a angel walking the earth, working to be obedient to the calling on my life. And I am both and and with. I'm not one or the other. I am and and with, and you are and and with. And what I hope my presence does for you is it breaks down every freaking wall you thought existed and go, oh my God, that's not a wall. That was just a sliding glass door. You mean that wall dissolves? And on the other side is the rest of my possibility? And then I go, yeah, isn't that cool? So that's (laughs) what you feel when we're together and, and it sits inside Christianity and it sits inside Buddhism and it sits inside, you know, it sits inside whatever religion you sit in, it sits, it fits. And I go, what if? We never have to contract for something to happen. What if everything fits inside of us? We just have to keep expanding. What if you fit inside my box and you fit inside my my world? I remember I was in Canada and this guy came up to me and he said, Lisa, I have a problem with you. And I said, okay, you're not the first problem. He goes, I really got a problem with you. And I said, what? He goes, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. I've never believed in God. I'm okay not believing in God. I love not believing in God. I said, okay, what's the problem? He goes, I love you. <laughs> he said, he and said, hey, you keep referring to this God. You always refer to the spiritual being and you always do it. He goes, and I don't believe in it. And I looked at him. I said, so what's the problem? He goes, then now this is not where you try to convert me into Christianity. I go, Why would I do that? You seem very happy. I said, how about I keep loving God and you keep loving me and we just do that? And he goes, see, that's my problem. I just can't figure you out. I go, why don't you just stop trying and just love me? He goes, okay. And that night I went to my room in Toronto and I cried. I cried. I cried such tears of joy that who I be doesn't alienate him. And if I am the only dose of spirit he gets, and I'm not I'm not the end-all and be-all, please know, I'm working on Lisa every day. But if I'm the dose he gets, then I'm grateful to be the dose he gets, and who cares what he calls it.
1: We find... gratitude... Mm. is a word that I used to fight. And... Four years ago, I started to understand it, but I couldn't. I couldn't place it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't find a way of, of of really placing it. My wife would continually remind me that I'm never grateful about anything, and and I and I don't show gratitude. And then I started to work four years ago with some girls from Bangladesh mm-hmm. that have had a much much mm-hmm. worse life than I could mm-hmm. ever have. Mm-hmm. And I said this before on the show, but. If I see them once a week, mm-hmm. it's like a shot of gratitude mm-hmm. that goes in my arms because of the pain that they've been through and the joy that I see in their face when they mm-hmm. see me, knowing that my worst day is the dream of their best day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was it was a, a depression recovery tool, mm-hmm. no medication. Mm-hmm. This was my dose, this was my medication. Mm-hmm but it's taught me to understand how important gratitude is in my life. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what it is. And you just explained then just that second, that that guy gave you the opportunity to be grateful. How do we look for more opportunities to be grateful? What, what, what can we practice?
0: So how about I not give you a practice first and I give you an awareness Okay, because practices are born from an awareness. And most of us in this community of personal development and thought leadership, we just want to know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I go, wait, how about we find out who to be? Because if you focus on your being, your doing will emanate from that. Like, I don't focus on what I do. I focus on who I be. And what I do is born from that. Gratitude is the soil. It's the soil. It says, I feel Whole and complete with what i have that doesn't mean i don't want more but for what i have for who i am i wore a t-shirt the other day while i was working out it says love the body you're in while working on the body you want because for so many years i i beat up my body mentally i just i, I beat it up it wasn't ever enough it wasn't small enough it wasn't light enough it wasn't curvy enough it wasn't enough so my body couldn't ever grow in the direction that I wanted it because I wasn't grateful for the one that I, I, I was in. And so the container, the mindset, the family, the relationship you're in, there's a wholeness to it and completely in its dysfunction and its breakdown and all the things, and the money, where the money is or where it isn't, there's a wholeness. If there's $100 in your bank, there's a whole $100. In order for that to multiply into 5,000 or whatever you want it to It has to be first said I'm grateful for what I have so that what I want can build on what I have if you're not grateful for what you have it's like everything you have has holes in it and there's no foundation there's no stability I'm grateful for my children for what they know and I'd like for them to know more I'm grateful for my husband for who he is and I hope we can grow more together and so it's the soil from which all things you want grow. And gratitude doesn't come with an agenda. You can't be grateful to get more. Mm -hmm. You must be grateful for the peace that gratitude gives you in the now. It's saying, I'm worthy of what I have. And I'm a good steward. I always, I say to God, I was walking through the airport, saying to God, God, I'm a good steward. I'm a good steward of what you give to me, the microphone, The reach, the opportunity, the resources, the friends, I'm a good steward of it. And when the universe, the divine, I call him God, says, ah, he's a good steward. I can give him more. You won't ever get more until you're a good steward of what you have. You'll work hard for it. A little will come, but it'll go. It'll be too hard to maintain. It's too hard to get because the gratitude says, I know what I've been given. And I'll be responsible for what I'll be given. I'm honored. I'm honored to sit in front of these girls. I'm honored to hold this mic. I don't expect it. I don't assume I should have it. I'm honored. People are always so shocked when I say, thank you for giving me your time. And they go, you're Lisa Nichols. Of course I'll give you my time. No. I I don't assume it. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Truly feel it. Don't say it. Feel it. I, 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 in the mornings before I speak, I go through gratitude processes and I don't stop until my eyes flow over. And for me, this is my gratitude flowing out of my body onto my skin. And when I can feel it like this right here, I go, because mm. I'm to serve you from my overflow. My overflow comes from owning what I have and being grateful for. Look at all that God bestowed to give you, to put in your care, the people, the lights, the camera, those who listen that you'll never see. It's worth falling on your face. And I don't say your knees. I say your face and going, thank you for trusting me with all of my history, with all of my choices, with all of my selfishness, with all of my insecurities. You still trust me like this i'm not lucky i'm honored that that you feel right now that's gratitude right there it takes your words away some tissue it's supposed to take your words away gratitude isn't eloquent gratitude isn't eloquent gratitude real gratitude gets messy real gratitude it's messy because gratitude says I know my history, and I still get this. I know what was in the dark of the night in my head, and I still get to own the mic. Thank you. My <laughs> pleasure, my honor. Can we
1: talk about a word that I find that is really underrated? kindness and we were talking before we started filming about this wonderful human over here about how her kindness you explained how we can use gratitude Mm -hmm. i need you to explain how we can use kindness better Mm -hmm. because i think for me it's such an underrated word Mm -hmm. I'm a bit emotional.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good. Your, soul is, your soul is engaged in this conversation now. Now, kindness. Kindness. What's so funny is kindness and obedience and surrender all only can be offered when you're in your most powerful way. And people think kindness, unconditional kindness, kindness in the face of ugly, kindness in the face of of, of the need to forgive, kindness in the face of no agreement, surrender, and obedience. I will just focus on kindness, but I want you to know those three words, what, what the standard alpha energy would say are weak, The most powerful people from where true power lives. True power lives from facilitating and letting people go in front of you. True power doesn't need to lead the parade. True power doesn't need to lead the parade. True power sits on the sideline, allows the parade to go by because you plan the route. So power. And kindness is the ability to exalt someone else and have the capacity to give them what they need in the moment. Knowing your needs are already met. I'll say it again. Kindness is the ability to expand your capacity to look and see what someone needs, a smile to go in front of you. When people are fussing to get in front of me, I stop, I go, absolute. I honor. Please, you know, the first class line, everyone feels like the plane's gonna leave them. The door has to close only when we're all seated, but by all means go. The smile, the disrupt in someone's mind, that kindness. One is the 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 giver, the consistent giver, has owned the capacity, the capacity to hold the space. Does that make sense? You gotta understand. So if there's 16 ounce a 16 ouncer and a 16 ouncer, the person who can hold the kindness for the room is probably a 32 ouncer without needing to promote it.
1: Without needing to promote without it. Without needing
0: to promote it.
1: That's the critical thing to
0: True kindness is an invisible state. It doesn't when you're kind and you talk about it, you're not being kind. You're actually marketing. Where's the marketing guy? You're actually marketing. I tell people all the time, they go, Oh, I'll I'll give you credit. I'm going to see what you said to give you. I said, don't give me credit. Then that's just marketing. I'm not paying for your Facebook ads. Like you can have it. People say, I'm going to steal that from you, Lisa. I say, you can't steal a gift. <laughs> it's the ability to have the capacity Brilliant. to be what people need and let them sit inside the container of you with no expectation, no expectation. Kindness for camera, kindness for adoration, kindness for advertisement is not kindness, it's marketing and you can tell the difference. Trust that we all work with really smart people and they could see the difference. And kindness is the willingness to do it in the dark of the night when no one's looking. Kindness is the ability to expand so someone else's knee can fit inside your sphere of life. I'm always watching, how do I need to expand for her? How do I need to expand for him? God, give me the capacity. I don't have it as Lisa. I'm a mom, I get tired, I'm a wife. I get confused, but okay, as a, as a universal being, as a child of God, as a vessel, give me what I need. Every day I have what I need, every day. We talked about this morning, it brings me to tears. Every day, no matter how exhausted I go to bed, how exhausted I wake up, I know the what's in front of me, I have the capacity for. Because I'm obedient and the territory will enlarge and then it'll go back again and I'll fall out and I'll go to sleep. But every day you have the ability to show someone something they didn't see, your smile is their gift. When I decided to move out of Laguna Hills, I went to my neighborhood grocery store because I used to love to do my own grocery shopping because it felt really normal. My housekeeper would want to go, someone would want to go, my assistants would want to go. i go, no, just let me do my own grocery. And I would talk to Jayla, the manager at Vons. Was it Vons around the corner from me? Vons. And I talked to her and she'd open up the line when she saw me coming just so that we can have this conversation because I'm a feedie, not a foodie. So I buy hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of food that I'm never going to eat. But if you ever come over, you will never be hungry. <laughs> right. I love feeding people. She'd open up her line and we just talk about her two boys. She's a single mom, ma- manager at the grocery store. and We talk and I would throw a couple ideas out at her and she never knew. Really, who I was in the world and what I did. She goes, You always have the greatest advice. You should do this for a living. (laughs) You think? I never told her what I did. I never said, follow me. I never did that. I just talked to her. And I remember the day I went into the grocery store to tell Jayla that I was moving. I said, I'm moving. I'm gonna be moving, you know, up to San Diego. And she sobbed. And she sobbed, and she was uncontrollable. We both had to leave the line, left my stuff on the line, went over into the corner, and I just held her. And she said, I so look forward to you because you'll bring me a joy. And I moved away, and three years later, I called her. And she answered the phone, and she goes, is this really you? No. I said, yeah, I just wanted to show you that you can have that joy without me being in the store. Kindness is wanting to do it because it's the right thing to do. Kindness is wanting to do it without keeping score. Kindness is wanting to do it because it feels good to make someone else feel good. It feels so good. So good to me, to make someone else feel good because I know what it's like to feel bad. I was diagnosed clinically depressed. And I remember when my doctor said, Lisa, you're clinically depressed. I couldn't relate to the word depression. I was like, ah, no, I'm man. (laughs) Yo, Like, (laughs) no. And she said, you're depressed. I said, oh, do you mean I'm really, 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 really sad? Because I can relate to sad. I couldn't relate to depressed. I was in too much denial for that. I was a motivational speaker. My job was to make people happy. But I understood sadness. And she said, you're so sad that you need medication. I said, wow, that's sad. (laughs) That's really sad. And I looked on this piece of paper. And it said two things written together I never thought I'd see. It said Lisa Nichols Prozac. That's how my eyes went, too. I said, I need to find my joy again. So I asked her, could I do some things that I had forgotten, tools I had forgotten I had? Yeah. Fast forward. Thank God I never had to take the Prozac, but I did check with my doctor. So I tell people, check with your doctor. Let them tell you you don't need it. But I always held on to that moment. That was 1997. And I remember what I was wearing. I remember what Dr. Bray looks like. Tall English woman with a beautiful accent. I haven't seen her since my son was three. My son turns 29 this year. Wow. But I say that to you because I remember that moment because I want to spend every day of my life and every breath in my body helping as many people get as far away from that feeling as possible. And my kindness can do it. Okay, I'm done with that part. (laughs) You want your own box, baby?
1: (laughs) I've been told I've only got thirty minutes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Santa's here. I think she's here, and they're watching it. (laughs) They're the bosses.
1: Look how they're looking. How can, you, how can you cut a line in this conversation? That's not. That's not fair. <laughs> Tell Mind Valley to wait.
0: I only got there's only a few thousand people that'll well, be waiting on.
1: Somebody, somebody I spoke to earlier on today. He said to me, "I had the privilege of going on the stage today," and he said it was a privilege because I respect enormously that there were two thousand people that are prepared to give me their time to listen to me. And, you know, I've emceed events before and, you know, Big events. Yeah, big events. And so, and sometimes I see people that are going to be speaking on stage. Huffing and puffing and, you know, maybe with a certain list of requirements or demands about this or by that, how I introduce them the way I do. It. Don't say this, don't say that. And, you know, correcting me or
0: whatever. I want be. my tea, 150 degrees.
1: No. Yeah, get rid of those blue M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're yeah. yeah. They're only not, the They're real not ones. welcome. No <laughs> blue ones. And it is such a great privilege to be able to stand on a stage in front of people and allow and uh, and that for them to give you their time. And people will ask me why I do the podcast. And we're two hundred and sixty episodes in almost. Congratulations. And they I'm like, because the feedback I get from people it proves it's worth it. Yeah. And is people say, do you make money out of it? And I'm like, what does that matter?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like an honour to be able to, uh, for people to want to choose to listen to me and Lisa chatting, mm-hmm. and in their car on the way to work, or on the way home, or while they're on the sofa of an evening, whatever it may be. And I find that only one message from one person ever is enough and we had some messages recently about a family whose daughter was struggling with depression Mm -hmm. and that one message is worth four years Mm -hmm. and countless days and nights Mm -hmm. and whatnot and I, had, I said to the lady, please come and meet me. Please come and meet me. Let me buy you a coffee. I want to say thank you to you. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. But <laughs> mean, like, you have no idea. Yeah. That's that's worth everything. Yeah. And I think that when what I watch what you do, you have an impact on a lot of people. Like a lot of people. My little podcast is one thing, but you have an impact on a lot of people. And it's such a privilege having the opportunity to sit and have you come and share some of your wisdom with me here today.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't quite very often, <laughs> <laughs> that's grandma, grandma's in there It's honor. Yeah, but, but look at this, look at this, look at how humanity can heal across color lines. Look how beautiful what your obedience brings about, your courage brings about your humility brings about your intention. that in this season, following some of the most divisive years in the world, a white man can sit across the table from a black woman, and we can talk about our grandmas, (laughs) and we can talk about our hearts, and we can share a tear and a smile. And I'm not the one crying, and you're not the one smiling, and vice versa. We both have a tear, we both have a smile. Like, look at how we expand possibility that someone who's never had a close-up experience with a white man, or a black man maybe, can have it through us. No one who's ever talked about religion and spirituality and obedience and kindness and entrepreneurship and possibility in the same breath. So I'm grateful for you I'm grateful that I get to live my me out loud because other humans like you are on the planet at the same time as me and that no, neither of us has to feel alone anymore are too different or too odd or too strange that we get to find our unicorns and we get to celebrate our colors together.
1: You're just one heck of a lady. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate you coming and spend time with me today.
0: My honor. Anytime, anytime I'm in Dubai. Anytime. Anytime. Standing Thank you. invitation.
1: Thank you.